Chris, let me tell you mm -hmm. that I just got a new video game. Oh, God. This week. I, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. <laughs> and you'll notice it has right there, it says E, just like they always have. But now it says E10+. Plus, and I'm thinking, well, what does that mean? Because, you know, when I was a kid and I would play video games... E meant everybody, I don't think Jordan Peterson but has now, video games. <laughs> well, you know, imperspicability is, is a funny thing in that there is a room, you know, where maybe <sighs> a, a reality in which I did play video games. And in that reality, I, I take great umbrage to this rating system because E does not mean everybody anymore. It doesn't mean everybody <laughs> age nine. It does. It. What about age eight? or four you know so you're getting too good at this we have to be very careful with how <laughs> you know we use words and the the, the general eschatology of it all oh, hi there if you're still here hmm. um we have a podcast that is not jordan peterson it's actually watching bad things which means that uh watching jordan eventually peterson yeah <laughs> it's definitely Eventually not Jordan out of Peterson. the question um he's got a lot of stuff coming out a few people have started <sighs> doing watching jordan peterson and shitting on him stuff so i feel like we Ooh. need to wait until there's something like i feel like there's a fiction that jordan peterson is going to produce in the audio visual realm God. relatively soon just given the type of crazy he is yeah and that fictional thing is the thing we should review whatever well we're not a review podcast but it's the thing we should uh, watch we should, and yeah should and go fun. after <laughs> i hope he writes a fantasy novel series i think that that would be very fun because that is honestly the best and quickest way that you can just identify somebody as like a, a shit writer you know, and 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 a lot of the times also a shit thinker. That's that. Those could be tied together. Uh, uh, a lot of times they are like Ayn Rand. You know, when you finally read Ayn Rand, and you're like, this is just awful. Like e even if I am to accept every one of the insane premises that I have to to read this book, just the simple prose is miserable. It just it sucks. It comprehensively sucks. And, and I guess maybe we'll do hers someday. You Welcome know, to the show, though. What else <laughs> comprehensively sucks, Chris? Um, the thing before we talk about what we're going to talk about, this is the uh, Nigh Unwatchable podcast. You probably know that from our cute little intro song, which may be played yet. I don't know. I like right. to mix up where we put it. Chris, I was going to but... say that. I was going to say the thing that comprehensively sucks is the Nigh Unwatchable podcast, which you are now listening to, featuring me, Harrison God Stewart. Damn it. And that Chris Wyden. We talked about disparaging the show on the show, Harrison. You're listening to what you shouldn't see. This is Nigh Unwatchable. Game of Love and Lies we play called life uh and spider-man 3 we watched spider-man 3 
<laughs> we promised you spider-man 3 and we watched it and we, we are it. not gonna do our typical recap aspect no. of spider-man 3 and the reason is twofold one it is the third movie in a trilogy <laughs> and we uh would have to recap two other movies at least mm -hmm. a little bit to get to spider-man 3 yeah also we've uh, we're assuming you've seen it you've it's, seen spider-man 3 man yeah it's Everyone toby mcguire spider-man 3. 3 sam raimi if you haven't seen it why are you listening to this episode <laughs> or maybe you know you just enjoy people critiquing things you haven't seen because then you can agree with us blindly which i am all for so you do you bread and so. butter that's our bread and butter baby but you know everybody a lot a lot of people a lot a lot of people saw spider-man 3 it was the most financially successful of the trilogy of the sam raimi wait trilogy. is that true yeah by like a decent Holy margin shit oh that yeah. sucks see because chris that's the thing and we will get into why spider-man 3 sucks because again we're assuming you've seen it but like the the, the why uh is that venom was forced in there and like there was one producer in yeah. particular who absolutely insisted on venom and when you look at the numbers, the producer wasn't necessarily wrong. <laughs> people, people. What now? Now I would, I would more argue that what put butts in seats for Spider-Man Three is the fact that Spider-Man Two is one of, if not the best superhero movie ever made. It's just it is so great. good. It's just a really good movie. It is unreasonably good for being a superhero movie also. And I think it's largely because it understands that the superhero stuff is best when it's not the main concern in somebody's life. And maybe yeah. even it's more interesting if they don't want that to be a concern in their life. And yeah, which is that... like the whole point. Oh, because God. Peter Parker is, while he is supposed to be super dorky and that is like the real, the real thing that toby mcguire as compared to any other spider-man in in history since mm -hmm. toby mcguire is the only spider-man who's actually dorky so yeah. like that's that's a win but like primarily spider-man is also a kid that is like yeah one of the essential parts of the story is he's a teen so like he is not about saving the city and it shouldn't really be about that right. however that's Spider-Man 2, and I think it's kind of like, at that point, we're leaving high school. And then in Spider-Man 3, we're supposed to be, like, older, mid to late 20s. Maybe, yeah, mid to late 20s, I'd say. I think is so. what, Like, the yeah. ideal, like, age for Toby and James Franco and Kirsten Dunstar. And I think that's one of those... This is, this is how I feel like we should break into into this is me personally i know i've said Please. this to you via text no. yeah i think this movie is three movies and i think two of those movies would be good movies yeah if they had just done those and one of the movies that i think would be good out of the three that spider-man 3 is is mm -hmm. the story of spider-man becoming an adult and yeah. navigating this weird realm of loving Mary Jane and wanting to marry her and support her, but also being like a now known superhero who is famous and like feels that there are expectations upon him to 
at least ethically keep people safe. If I have this power, I like have to do something with it. Right. Um, which I think is a very fascinating story. Like navigating young adulthood as a superhero. That is, that would be a very cool story. And they do that for a third of the movie. And it is interesting. <laughs> and <laughs> True. True. But yeah, but then there are the other two movies they're trying to do, which like, I think the other two movies are, <laughs> <laughs> the other two movies are Green Goblin Returns. Right. Or and Venom Enters. And those are other three. You have the Sandman who, like, I think is, like, this weird, shitty part of the movie that probably could have worked <laughs> with the, like, I'm going to become an adult story because Sandman uh-huh. is an adult with kids who is struggling. Like, there are ethical situations that you can, like, create with this Sandman character, but instead he's just, like, this random character who's shoehorned in, and then you find out that he's actually the guy who killed Uncle Ben, and, like, it it just feels very much, like, you find out all the reasons why the Sandman character is in the movie, like, an hour and 15 minutes in, and you've already, like, seen a lot of him at that point, and it's like, I I don't (laughs) care now, because I've seen too much of him without knowing what his purpose is. Now, that's that's (laughs) a really good point, because I think, I think what you just really tapped into is the fact that it's it's basically four movies then oh god smashed into one because right. like sandman <laughs> sandman and like the 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 arc in general of having to come to terms with the fact that that's actually his father's or his his uncle's killer and you know how how like i do i do like Raimi has gone on the record and talked about why he felt so passionately about the Sandman storyline. And I do get it, right? The whole point was to kind of complicate Peter's view of like, oh, I'm the good guy and the people that I punch are the one-dimensional bad guys that are doing bad shit for bad shit's sake. You know, like I <laughs> I get that and I like that, but you're you're right that it is it is a fourth thing. <laughs> like a fourth <laughs> major could carry itself by itself movie um yeah. that they're that they're just further insisting on so wow. the main the main question but we also i think agree that it is not an unsalvageable film there's a lot about it that i even like um no. yeah I, I agree we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about how we would fix spider-man and yeah. Spider-Man 3. And there's no necessarily right answer. Um, but kind of the way... And there are probably a dozen permutations. We're not going to... Everything Plenty. we say is not going to be the exhaustive list of how you could fix Spider-Man. But no, these are it, it's, the, probably the most obvious ways you could you, go about fixing Spider-Man. Yeah, and it's also you and me just it's like shooting the shit on how we personally think it could be fixed okay it's true we're a hangout podcast you guys know that you know that so the the you know that the (laughs) i think to me let's let's assume that well no okay so first of all let's assume that there's no constraints how do i think this could be the best absolute movie possible um you remove Venom, you remove, ah, you kind of, you remove Harry, frankly. I don't think there's room 
if you want to do the Sandman, and I think that Raimi really wanted to do Sandman, mm, I think mm. I think you hit the nail on the head where Peter's struggling with his romance with Mary Jane and the realities of like being an adult and being in a long-term relationship with somebody. Like, I, I like all of that. I like that it gets into that. I like the parts that it addresses it because those actors are also really good at carrying those scenes. It's you true, can yeah. leave all of that, um, but you you can only basically do Sandman. So basically, I, I, I think that the movie understands that there's not enough time to really do Harry, but they want to wrap Harry up. I just don't think that, like, that in and of itself would would have to be its own movie. It's true, and I would argue... That can't share the stage, because you you could do an awesome thing where maybe Harry doesn't even, like, know if he is. Maybe the Green Goblin has just come back, and Peter's like, is this you? And he's like, no, it's not me. And Harry's, like, got some, like... Yeah, dude, fuck it, like... And, and yeah, that would be break. a great way to bring back because, of course, you could have um, Willem Dafoe in Willem the mirror Dafoe all the time. Do the lines exactly, man? Like that would that would have to be its own thing because ultimately, another thing that Raimi wanted to do was redeem Harry, and you need to give Harry a full movie if you want that to happen. That's because... a huge redemption arc. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, there's no way. Like, it well, I would sense. say, hey, if you wanted to do Venom and the Harry storyline, then yeah. it would be kind of what you like. All of these versions of fixing it involve nixing whole storylines, and I would say in that version, yeah. you just have to shaft Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Which I am very happy that they didn't go that route, and I think the ideal movie would be to kind of stick with that aspect of the storyline. Yeah. But to focus on Harry, his he has two, you know, Spider Man has two people in his life that really fucking matter, and it's Harry and Mary Jane. So mm-hmm. you shaft Mary Jane, you make her like she's doing her thing, she's acting. Maybe they have some side struggle that's like secondary B conflict. With Spider-Man trying mm-hmm. to, like, be an adult with her a little bit. But, like, for the most part, the story is about Venom coming down and taking over Harry. And it becomes this weird Harry storyline where we get Venom being in its own independent thing. Mm-hmm. Like the actual Venom movies that came much later where you have Venom be a character, Harry be a character with Venom... I think, you know, and it's also just very hard for me to retroactively unimagine the new Venom that exists by, you know, with What's-His-Face. Because because at that time, like, that's a good point. I have just imagined the new Venom as, like, well, that's how it should be because that's obviously better. Well, and we also also (laughs) take for granted now that, I mean, two movies on, we take for granted that apparently Venom not being tied to Spider-Man is really not that big of a deal. You know, that was one thing that was very concerning is, well, Venom's powers are all based on Spider-Man. You can't do the symbiote story without doing the black suit part of the story. And we already have like full confirmation. We're like, no, nah, I mean, you can, you can definitely you just hit skip. I mean, that's like that, that wouldn't be terribly difficult to do. Um, 
and, and, and it would give Harry like a thing because I think Venom as a character, as an independent character, as opposed to this weird alien symbiote that like doesn't even really talk in Spider-Man three. Mm-hmm. If you were to apply the new imagining of Venom to Spider-Man three for our would be remake here, this would be like a way for Harry to redeem himself by having his evil side talk to him through Venom in many respects, feeding on that aggression and that like need to like have closure versus his human side reaching the same conclusion that he needs to have closure but it needs to be like with his friend with basically the remaining family he has who is you know peter parker so that's not a bad point like i don't think that would be i don't love venom being in this movie at all i'm just trying to like just to be fair to our well that was potential directions i think if you're going to include venom the only way that would really work for me would be if you had a key character play Venom who wasn't Spider-Man. And I think Harry would be the one to do that. Because the weirdest aspect of Venom outside of it just like literally falling out of the sky in this movie uh-huh. is that it's like this weird like Peter Parker wannabe Spider-Man photographer guy who like Topher Grace plays that we're just throwing into the movie. Like, I just like, don't really understand why we have to add a new character who eventually becomes Venom. Mm -hmm. When the movie is like starting us with like Spider-Man becomes Venom. And it's like, well, if we're going to end up with somebody else becoming Venom, then like, why the fuck isn't it James Franco? Why do we have to introduce a new character for that? Especially if James Franco is going to be in a villainous role in this movie, <laughs> which he is. Because like... I think so. The so well, okay. So all of that is granted because again, the first question that we were addressing is just perfect world. How do you fix this movie? You know, and right, obviously the problem is that this isn't a perfect world. And like all these, <laughs> so like I feel like one by one we'll like start adding more demands from the producers and then try to like see if we can still make it work you know yeah 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 um but on that on that one i think the pushback that you would get whether it's the producers telling you this or even Raimi himself knowing this fans fandom can suck something fucking awful and like the the spider-man movies came about really at like the advent of like what we would consider to be the modern internet where there were like boards where people could share takes and they lost true. their goddamn minds over organic webbing so like <laughs> there's really only so many tweaks that you can make to like the quote-unquote source material that's true i that, forgot that the that original like, spider-man doesn't have webbing like as part of his weird mutation no and 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 as a kid that always made perfect sense to me the organic webbing i thought was cooler as a kid i i have mixed feelings on it as as an adult because now i understand that like what's cool about the web shooters is that it is a a way of showing that peter parker is in fact more than just his powers he's also an incredible scientific mind he always has been like now he just has right. more he of can a direction scale walls for because it of his and... superpowers and... right but, but he can like, fucking swing yeah. because he figured out how to like how to do the thing like that's what's kind of cool about the web series cool. is that ultimately somebody else could figure it out if they wanted to and they you know they i mean you would need an insane dexterity and 
you know, <laughs> the spider sense would definitely help with, with all of it. But I, right. I, I understand the the philosophical argument for why people were but also it's just one of those also it just makes sense you know yeah like (laughs) fandom freaking out about that is like yeah it just makes sense especially from like a movie storytelling perspective where it's like Mm -hmm. yeah people aren't gonna sit down with this multiple times like a book to finish it so i just need to communicate man becomes spider (laughs) yeah like you know you just give him the attributes of a spider in their totality and like there you go (laughs) see and that's the thing is that like fans a lot of the time feel cheated if if you know the they they would say like oh we didn't really get venom we just got like the the harry osborne knockoff like i totally agree that based on the the emotional direction of the first two movies that would be if you want to have venom in this movie that's the oh, way yeah. to do it is to just make this a harry versus peter movie with the symbiote and then at a certain point with them both having symbiotes you're right dude that like that is the correct answer but yeah. i do think i do think that that with a superhero movie there's just a certain amount of respect that you've got to have for the source material that would just make that a hard sell you know like that would link that would leak online and people would lose their their goddamn minds which is a fair point because and i think that like the 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 subtext here for anyone who is maybe less into any of the spider-mans or any superhero shit in general is of course that the real problem is not venom in our scenario with the fans it's that harry would be venom because harry would be the inheritor of being the green goblin villain since that was his father so that is what would piss fans off well i would i would say including venom the way it is now is also a mistake because you still have venom not being venom in the spider-man 3 version we currently have venom is like hardly a thing not really like we understand that it's sentient but in such like a like it's like a virus almost more yeah. than it is like a character which is which isn't really including the character of venom you know true You're just, but yeah. but that is that is not necessarily too too far off from like absolutely there there was source material that treated venom or the symbiote itself more as a separate you know character with its own agency um the 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 comics vacillate on that point in the Mm -hmm. early comics it definitely seemed to be more like it is in the movie where it's just kind of like a thing and like Uh, it doesn't it's not necessarily fully sentient as much as it like like latches on to your mind i mean yeah yes and no yes and no i mean but like one of the key points about it is that it cannot survive on its own. So people didn't necessarily, but honestly, I think that that's a great turn in the comics is when it starts doing exactly what you're talking about, where it's like, no, no, the symbiote is its own thing. Like it, it thinks it exists, but I think to fans, the important, the important thing would be, uh, Eddie Brock, uh, right. Having Eddie Brock, having Eddie Brock be venom, 
I, and I, I guess think that that's something having that Eddie people... Brock show up as the photographer, or whatever. Well, okay, in so this hear me movie. Out. Isn't he Eddie Brock? That's who Topher Grace is, right? That's who Topher Grace is. Yeah. So ob- obviously, so that was. Let's let's put on the constraint that now Spider-Man Three has to include Venom in some way. Okay. Okay. The big boss said we have to have him. Big boss said that we have to have Venom. Okay. Um, which also uh, another constraint in a second is is little boss said we've got to have Gwen Stacy, which I think is just such a drag, but whatever. <laughs> um, like it just slows down the movie to be. Like, okay, who is Gwen Stacy? Well, this is who Gwen <laughs> Stacy is. <laughs> why are yeah, you telling her inclusion me this? is like, so bizarre it's, not important it's, it's like she's the police captain's daughter it's like okay well they <laughs> skipped they skipped like the first movie so in the comics gwen stacy comes before mary jane and like in in chronology oh. she dies in a fight with the green goblin um oh, but fuck. they just didn't do that so there's no reason to like retroactively add Gwen Stacy when it's like, but there's no possibility that Peter can end up with her, nor should the crowd even be cheering for that because you've already introduced Mary Jane and Mary Jane is who Peter ends up with. I don't, what are you doing to me? I don't... <laughs> um, okay. So I, doing? I think a fix, I think an easy fix to have Eddie Brock uh, in Spider-Man three still make it work, still have a lot of Sandman is just pare down Sandman and Eddie Brock. They're the same, right? Instead of Eddie Brock, mm. necess- like maybe he is a photographer, maybe he isn't, but predominantly he's a criminal played by whatever Edward Blake, <clears throat> the, the, or the, not Edward Blake. Well, whoever yeah, I, whoever I plays Sandman. I don't. I think that. I think that's probably one of those things where they might have wanted to do that, mm-hmm. but then they couldn't because the whole the whole thing about Sandman is that he's not really a person anymore. So how could a symbiote survive on something that is that can like oh, become sand? No, no. Okay, totally get you. No, no. I'm saying. I'm saying. Sandman is next. I'm oh, saying gone. I'm okay, saying gotcha. so forget that he's Flint Marco. His name is now Edward Brock. But, you know, he's a criminal. He's got a sick daughter and it was Spider-Man. And then suddenly he gets venom and it makes him strong and he starts robbing banks to get money. As opposed yada, yada, to yada. as opposed to Sandman. I, I think, totally agree. I think if you just sub that out like and you're just like instead of Sam Powers, he gets he gets the symbiote. That um, would be great. That like, would work really well. And also it's it, also confusing in this movie because they tie it to the suit, which is a clever idea, but it just like creates ooh, so many a, continuity errors. Yeah. That like I and I mean I remember hating it when I saw Spider Man three because there's just this very overt scene where it's clear that the symbiote lives in the suit mm-hmm. and he puts the suit on and it takes over or whatever. And he has, like, the suit in the trunk, and it's, you know, the ominous shot of him, like, oh, I'm scared of my suit now, because he realizes something's gone wrong with it. And the yeah. symbiote. And then Eddie Brock gets the suit, and because because it, like, becomes, the suit kind of just becomes the symbiote, and then uh, P- 
Peter Parker manages to get it off because of the ringing bell and Venom hates loud noises. So then it be- goes after Betty- Eddie Brock, right? Right. But then Spider-Man just still has his suit, which is like, what? You can't, for the amount that the first movie in this franchise puts in to the creation of the <laughs> Spider-Man suit, you can't have Spider-Man <laughs> spontaneously just have his suit back when you tell me that it was like basically eaten by Venom. Yeah. And well, go to great lengths to tell me that. <laughs> and it's also confusing because the suit looks identical, you know, which is also a drag. Like, fuck you. Why? Why? That's just lame. You, you, The only thing you did is change the color. And I guess the spider is like slightly more angular. But besides that, yeah. it's not like, I, dude, Venom is a cool design and black suit Spider-Man is a cool design. Just fucking go with that man it looks fine it's supposed to look weird and otherworldly that's that's (laughs) the point like it's an alien suit uh yeah they they just like at most they could have they could have maybe juggled all of that but even then you you wouldn't have been able to get anything that satisfactory with harry and then you also have to like the extra the extra consideration is that uh james franco said no more he was like this is the last one i'm doing so you know kill me whatever i'm not doing another one yeah (laughs) so it it just but like there's got to be better shit i mean obviously obviously anybody with half a brain is going to remove the amnesia like i just never ever 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 never ever no <laughs> convenient Why amnesia, have the whole amnesia. The yeah it's every and that's <sighs> a lot of this movie just has like in order to fit the number of different movies it is into itself it Mm -hmm. needs to have all of these really stupid plot points that make it conceivable that all these things could happen like james franco becoming his dad basically and then chasing spider-man and we set the whole stage for them to be enemies and then he hits his head and gets amnesia so now we don't have to worry about that for half an hour and we can go over to sandman and chris chris (laughs) buddy like you're giving them way too much credit that happens at the 20 minute mark and he doesn't get it back until like an hour 40 (laughs) yes amnesia for most Uh, of the movie (laughs) yes like the only and the only and this is i mean again i don't i'm not sure that i've seen this movie like since i've been fully grown um so like there was a lot that i just noticed that until this one of them being (laughs) that right exactly one of them being that it is just so obvious that his amnesia, its only purpose narratively is to just take him off the board so that they can do other shit. <laughs> like that's, yeah. It's like, okay, on the one hand, you do understand that the Harry story is so pressing that it must be dealt with. But on the other hand, you understand that you need to have some sort of contrived reason for why that can't happen right now. When like, okay, hear me out. What if you do just let Harry what if what if Spider-Man 3 is just like Harry and uh uh Peter duking it out and it getting like worse and worse and worse and that being like kind of the thorn in the side of the relationship with Mary Jane is that she's like I think like, that's the perfect movie. 
And then I think that's the perfect end. Yeah. He has to to turn like to the symbiote to even beat Harry because he's like, Harry's kicking my fucking ass out there. And this is getting worse. And like people are going to start, he's going to start like killing my loved ones and, and like. And well, you have the opportunity with, with, by doing that because Harry is so fabulously wealthy and you, and you have this story of Mary Jane kind of struggling with her acting career. You can have Harry be this like kind of savior-esque friend on the like human side there's the times where spider-man and green goblin are facing off and then there's the times when it's peter parker and harry facing off and harry you know is like funding an entire new play for mary jane and like making sure he attends the performances when peter parker has to miss to go like save a crashing train or something you know like you can have that fun interplay constantly and then peter like you said gets venom to like beat kind of beat harry or discovers venom and realizes he's stronger but it makes him more aggressive and worse in the relationship field as well where harry is already waging kind of his like savior war of like i will be the supportive person that peter parker isn't and he starts behaving worse i don't know i agree with you i think that's honestly i'd like that movie without venom but if you're going to have the mandate that venom is in it then i i agree that would be the way to go about it because oh, i want to see okay. them as adults now it's the Hear third movie out. hear me out what if what if harry like makes a play for for like supplanting spider-man as like the the here like he starts like like a syndrome type storyline well he starts (laughs) he starts kind of being like you've you've been fed the wrong story by the media like my father norman osborn died trying to stop this menace like he's been at the cause of every single thing in new york and i'm here to like stop spider-man Oh, so he's great. so he's like depriving Peter of like the love of the city that he never had. Because if you're gonna go with the new Goblin thing, and that's another thing that they were apparently pretty insistent on, is yeah. that like you gotta have this like weird snowboarder thing. And it's like, but why? And it's like, well, what if he's trying to like clean it up and be like, <laughs> I'm sorry that you were like afraid of my dad, but he was. Like, trying to save his legacy. And then being like, and Spider-Man murdered him. Yeah. And it's James Franco, from James Franco's perspective, from Harry's perspective, it's, he is doing the right thing. And when he puts on the suit, he is trying to be a savior. You, You end up almost with, like, that could be very interesting, competing savior kind of moments where, like, a disaster happens because Spider-Man and harry or duking it out over who can save people as opposed to saving them like (laughs) well that could also be really compelling if like so let's say that as a result of exposing himself to the goblin toxin instead of talking to an evil version of himself he just i like what you said earlier he just keeps talking to um willem defoe okay so willem defoe keeps being like it's an act it always was. And w- when he kind of starts being like, I enjoy being a hero, like, why, but why can't I be a hero? He's like, you know what you are, what we are. You know, like some, some shit like that. Because then, yeah. then you can actually redeem 
Harry, but then also you give a little more credence to the goblin in his ear if, like, Peter is doing progressively more fucked up stuff as he's, like, giving into the symbiote more and more, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Which know, I like also think that could be, he could, like, goad him into a fight in public and then he could just, like, beat the shit. That happens in the comics. There's There's an episode where it's not Harry, but, like, Peter beats up another hero and everyone sees it's like what the fuck <laughs> like dude i don't think you're okay he's like i'm fine <laughs> you know like that's a beating him up in public uh and then you know everybody seeing it and seeing him just like bloody harry osborne who has been like this corporate sweetheart yeah and hero, now he's like really an enemy who was just he like really bought influence you know he just yeah. it, like as opposed peter tried to play it straight and he's like no i've just bought everything the news loves me because i paid them to love me like this like you know yeah. all of all of this all these positive stories and shit like this is easy and this is what you always wanted and couldn't have because you weren't willing to pay the price for it <laughs> ah. man we We've done a good job writing Spider-Man 3 better 10 different ways. But I think we're about at time because we both have uh we both have some some packed schedules today. Let so we might have to know, call it call it here. Let us know how you would fix Spider-Man 3. Um yeah. Our, shoot our, us a, a tweet or a DM any of those. Um and we will be back next week reviewing i guess the pilot episode of of milf manor is that is that correct yeah yeah all right fortunately special guest joe bean our favorite reality tv uh i don't know expert (laughs) i think i think at minimum guru i mean yeah i wanted to say guru but i didn't know if that applied i guess it has to yeah all right well Well, have a good week Bye.